Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at Sativa at gmail.com. Hey y'all, hope you guys are having a very good one. Um, as you can tell, I queued up the victory theme and um, I have some good news to drop before reading um, the, the meat and potatoes of this episode. So I'm going to get right to it. And as usual, I can be found on these following platforms as, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play Store, Podbeam, uh, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, CastBox, uh, Pocket Cast, and other platforms like it. And I can be found on Patreon. Um, you can support the show for just one buck a month. Um, I'm on all, I'm on many socials such as Twitter and um, Instagram. But without further ado, let's get to the meat and potatoes of the episode. So, good news. A majority of Virginia residents support legalizing marijuana. Wait till you see the number, poll finds. Mikhail Yeager of Marijuana Moment. Three out of five Virginians, so over 60%, you got that right, believe that marijuana should be legal for adult use according to a survey released Monday. In a poll conducted by University of Mary Washington, which involved phone interviews with more than a thousand adults in the state from September 3rd to 15, 61% of respondents said they support the legalization of marijuana for recreational use by adults in Virginia, while 34% say that they are opposed to the policy. That is a significant increase since 2017, when a similar poll found that just 39% of Virginians backed legalization. The last Mary Washington survey demonstrates, to quote Bob Dylan, the times are a-changing here in the Old Dominion. Stephen Fans Farnsworth, a political science professor at the university, said in a press release, The results may add pressure onto the state to tackle cannabis reform at a time when the arrest rate for marijuana offenses is steadily rising. Cannabis arrests have tripled in Virginia since 1999, with almost 29,000 logged last year. Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring has recognized that the pattern was untenable, arguing in July that it makes absolutely no sense to continue pursuing a criminalization model as other states have opted to legalize and decriminalize marijuana. Now is the time to put a stop to this costly, unfair, and ineffective approach to pursue a better, smarter, fairer course, he said. Governor Ralph Northam proposed decriminalizing cannabis possession during his State of the Commonwealth Address in January. Making simple possession a civil penalty will ease overcrowding in jails and prisons and free up our law enforcement and court resources for offenses that are a true threat 
to public safety, he said at the time. According to the latest poll, legalization is especially popular among Democrats, 72% whom support the reform move. 62% of independents agree that adult-use cannabis should be legalized, and just 41% of Republicans said the same. It comes as no surprise that the majority of Virginians support legalizing marijuana. Virginians know the prohibition has wasted millions of taxpayer dollars, derailed the lives of hundreds and thousands of hard-working Virginians, and has done nothing to protect our youth or provide consumer safety. Virginia Normal Executive Director Jen M Michelle Pedney said in a release, press release, they're ready for marijuana policy that works for and not against them. Voter attitudes are no longer reflected in state law and candidates on the campaign trail would be wise to take note, Pedini said. The legislature has consistently blocked cannabis decriminalization measures. Republicans hold a slim majority in both chambers. Ooh, so there's there's a chance for um, people in the old Dominion state to vote the reefer madness people out. You know, whether it's tr elevating sort of libertarian-minded Republicans or just um, electing Democrats that aren't into reefer madness that, that are going to push this across the finish line. So there's a shot. So, you know, get involved if you live in Virginia. Republicans hold a slim majority in both chambers, but state elections this November, this November could tip the balance of power in Richmond. So again, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta vote. You gotta tell your family members to vote. You gotta tell your your coworkers, um, friends. You know, when sixty some percent of the population is telling lawmakers to do something, we're not asking you at this point. We are telling you. And if the lawmakers aren't going to get on message and do what the people demand that they do, then they need to be sent on the unemployment line. Just the way it has to be. It's none personal, it's just business. You're not doing our job. You're not doing the job that we, the taxpayer, do. You need to be shown the door. You know, it's like it's like any other job. These these public officials, we the people are their bosses. You know, they work for us and not the other way around. Alright, so let's talk more about when you can get medical marijuana. So there's an article from the news leader about this. I'll just read through it. When can I get medical marijuana in Virginia? Monique Kaleo Stoughton. When it came to Stoughton for a Q&A session with the community, it stated the medical cannabis dispensary plans to be operational by the end of the year. That doesn't mean that registered medical cannabis patients are going to get their medicine. It simply means that they need to pass inspection or they won't be able to sell medical marijuana in Virginia. Pharmacan has to complete construction and request inspection before the end of 2019, explains Diane Powers, Director of Communications at the, at the Virginia Department of Health Professions. Once they meet all the requirements, they can get a conditional permit to move forward. Given Virginia's vertical integration medical cannabis program, boo. Again, like like Doctor Mike McKenzie said on um, um friend of the podcast, um, Reefer Revolution, there is a benefit to vertical integration. So I'm not as hardlined against it, 
depending on its implementation, but it can't be the only thing because then you have all these, then you have just a few companies that can afford to control the process from start to finish. And then that, that, that high barrier of entry and the high cost that the companies have to take on get, then gets past the consumer. But again, like, um, like Dr. Mike said, th there is a benefit to it because like if you have a very specific illness and you require like a 15 to 1 THC to CBD ratio to treat a particular debilitating in, um, illness, if you have vertical integration dispensaries that control the process from beginning to end and have uniform products throughout where you go, then you're more likely to be able to get the, the exact concentration that you need to treat an illness. And that's a perk, you know. Um, if you have a debilitating illness, you need consistency. And that's one perk that, that, that a vertical integration model can offer you. But again, you should have the choice to buy from craft growers, to buy from caregivers, to, to get from farmer's market, and most importantly, to grow your own. If, if you have property and can do so, you should have the ability to do it. I wholeheartedly agree, agree and believe that. Given, vert, given Virginia's vertical integration medical canvas program, which means everything done in one place, growing and cultivating the plants, processing and formulating products, advising and dispensing medication to patients, PharmaCan chose to build from the ground up and customize their facility to meet the business model approved by the state. According to Michael Richards, uh, PharmaCan Community and Development Outreach Manager, medication won't be ready for patients until 2020. We have to paint the the we have to plant the plants, Richards said. They have to grow. Once grown, the pharmaceutical processing aspect of the dispensary has to process the cannabis and then formulate the products that they will sell to patients. PharmaCan product portfolio for 2020 are topicals, tinctures, and capsules. That also takes time. We are also working with within the with the kinks, Richard says, respectful of the BOP and the legislation. In Virginia, everything that the medical marijuana dispensaries do must go through the Virginia Board of Pharmacy approval process. So, what does this look like? According to the Virginia Board of Pharmacy, after the plant is cultivating and cultivated in a and a batch of oil product is produced, an independent laboratory must conduct the required tests. PharmaCan needs to register each brand name and associate it with laboratory tests that include serving profile and a list of all active ingredients, says Powers. Active ingredients include tetrahydrocannabidiol, tetrahydrocannabidiol acid, THCA, and cannabidiol CBD, and cannabidiolic acid, CBDA. There is no deadline for when the products must be registered with the board. We're excited and very anxious to provide medicine to the patients, Richard says Richards. Each state has different nuances, says Richards. What he does is help educate the community, physicians, and hospitals in the area with Q&A sessions, workshops, and presentations. A big part of the job, he says, is physician outreach. The physicians at the end of the day is making the determination, says Richards. He also presented 
at the hospital and help hospital administrators administrators work through the process. Given hospital medical marijuana policies in Virginia look like they are written in pencil, Richard will meet with administrators to answer questions that may have already surfaced in order in other states further down the road implementing medical cannabis programs. One issue that surfaced is reminding doctors that they are not actually writing a prescription for cannabis. All they are doing is certifying a patient, explains Richard. Certification is very different, he says. Another issue is that physicians in hospitals deal with insuring themselves and legal considerations. In order to receive money from Medicaid and Medicare, medical professionals must be DEA compliant. Since medical marijuana is a Schedule One drug and narcotic, by the DEA, doctors and hospitals are very concerned they won't be in compliance. But the federal and state law inconsistency is still there. On a federal level, marijuana, medicinal or medical, is illegal. Virginia offers a, a and provides an affirmative defense for possession. This doesn't mean medical marijuana is legal in the state. It means that a registered patient will have a medical marijuana certificate from the Virginia Board of Pharmacy that proves an affirmative defense that defeats or mitigates legal consequences. If a hospital doesn't allow medical marijuana in their facility and doesn't allow their affiliated physicians to recommend it to patients, they are following federal law instead of state law which gives patients an affirmative defense if they are registered to use the, the medical cannabis. Patients must take the first step. Patients are looking for other treatment options when they consider medical marijuana. They may have exhausted traditional medicine that hasn't helped them. This is something they chose to do, says Richards. A lot of the times, physicians don't want to deal with it. The more patients that take these steps, that's where we've seen pushes of doctors wanting to get educated. This means don't expect your doctor to register or certify medical marijuana unless you, the patient, begin the conversation. Patients in the state have expressed frustration in the low number of medical professionals registered to certify medical marijuana. Some are specific to their specialty, so unless you're a patient in hospice care, you can't see that doctor. Other known as pot docs charge a fee to certified medical marijuana. Some reports indicate fees as high as $250, which makes getting a certification too expensive for most people. And most importantly, these, these, this has to be entirely out of pocket in all these legal medical states because, again, cannabis is still a Schedule One narcotic according to our federal government. And because of that, you can't have your insurance company pay for the doctor's visit like any other doctor. So you're stuck paying, eating up the $250 price tag or more, depending on where you live. Richards wants to help move these conversations along in Virginia so patients don't encounter this to get their medicine. He says he wants to show medical professionals and facilities how professional and scientific their medicine is and that all of it is regulated. That means it is safe. Given vaping-related lung illnesses, regulations are essential for patient safety. But I need my medicine now. Recently, Washington, D.C. made an announcement that they are providing access to their medical cannabis program to, for out-of-state patients. Virginia was excluded from the list.
According to DC Health Division of Medical Marijuana and Integrative Therapy in their Health Regulation and License Administration, Virginia was not included because Virginia does not have a medical marijuana program. When Virginia has fully implemented their program, including the opening of dispensaries, DC Health will make a determination if we offer reciprocity. This means you will have to wait until the five dispensaries opening in the state are ready to provide medical cannabis to patients. You can't go to DC to get your medicine. Again, um, so, again, DC has legal adult use. And I'm sure, I'm sure most of you guys from Virginia, shout out to you guys, we love you guys, um, if you're listening over in Virginia. But I'm sure you guys already know that, like, adult use is legal in DC. And, you know, they have, they have this sort of gifting economy of cannabis. They don't have recreational because, um, no, they don't have recreational retail sales because, um, the, because Congress in DC blocks their ability to do that. So as a result, they have a sharing, they have a sort of gifting economy where they'll sell you a hundred dollar Arizona iced tea or a hundred dollar, um, painting or, or t-shirt. And then you'll get a quarter of cannabis as a gift. Um, make of that what you will, you know, get a passenger pigeon if you have to, you know, get your teleportation device or your VR goggles and, and use your imagination. I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, that's, that's all I'm going to say. But, you know, you do sort of have options via passenger pigeon and whatnot. It's it's unfortunate that registered Virginia patients are not are, are currently denied reciprocal access to DC's medical cannabis program, says Jen Michelle Padini, executive director of Virginia Normal. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. I mean I know, I mean I I, I have a, I have like friends that have lived in Virginia, and I know someone from Virginia, but um I've I've had people live in DC, Virginia, Maryland have lived in the DMV area, you know, and I'm sure they visit their friends and buddies that they know in that area. And if, let's say, they were to ever become a patient and use this as a medicine, they wouldn't be able to to go to bring their, their medicine to their friend's house or they wouldn't be able to acquire medicine or re-up if they're chilling with a friend or they need to re-up while they're chilling with that friend or relative. So it's just, it's ridiculous. And I think all states should, I mean, I think all adult use should be legal and all medical and medical should be legal across the board in all states and should all reciprocate. Like if I, if I was still on Adderall and I needed to get that filled and I went to a different state, all I'd have to do is show my insurance card, go to the Rite Aid, the CVS, whatever, whatever they have in, in the state I'm visiting and I would get it filled. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any problem, no matter whether I'm in Wyoming, or whether I'm in um, Texas or um, California or Alaska. I can get my thing filled if I need to get it filled, as long as I show my card. But I just find it ridiculous that you know you have to be made a criminal just going to a neighboring state. Like I couldn't visit my, I couldn't visit my sister in New York City. Because, um, again, New York does not have reciprocity, yet Massachusetts and New York border each other. Like, it's, it's asinine, if I'm, if I'm to be honest. So I, 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 totally feel, I totally feel your pain, guys. 
Virginians visiting our nation's capital will be forced to leave their medicine at home or risk the legal consequence of transporting across state lines, says Padini. According to Padini, the dispensary opening in Bristol was already issued their conditional permit. They might be the first dispensary to be able to put medicine in the hands of Virginia consumers. The goal is to safe is to get safely regulated products to consumers as soon as possible, said Padini. In July, a letter was sent to patients who registered with the Virginia Board of Pharmacy, which stated that medical marijuana products are not yet available to purchase in Virginia. The letter stated that it may take three to six months for the products to be available once the growing begins. Estimated um, availability for purchase in Virginia is mid-2020. So it's still a few months away. The, the letter went on to clarify that CBD products sold in stores are likely to be produced from industrial hemp and not regulated by the BOP. The product's medical cannabis will be tested for potency and contaminants and dispensed by a pharmacist following recommendation for use from a physician, nurse practitioner, and physician assistant. Patients possessing CBD or THCA oil containing up to 5% THC and otherwise satisfying the legal definitions may assert an affirmative defense when carrying the written certificate and board registration, the letter stated. End of article. So there you have it. Um, there's still, still going to be quite a few months for people in Virginia to sort of wait to be able to get their medicine in the state, so they're still going to have to wait till 2020. But, I mean, from the stuff I've read of their program, um, like, the, 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 the tyranny list is pretty broad. And I, I think, I think it's even, I think it's even, like, gone outright. Like, you can, they can recommend these con, these types of cannabis, CBD, THC, THCA, and etc. They can recommend the doctors and the practitioners can recommend it for whatever condition they see fit. So it might be worth getting a uh, patient certificate. Um, so in 2020, so let me, so yeah, it's a firm, you get a, um, I think it's a, yeah, it's a cert, cert, certification that you can get and it provides affirmative defense for um, being able to possess it. But um, yeah, you can get it for any condition that a doctor sees fit. So, you know, if you feel that it's going to help you and you're gonna benefit from it, you know, you just go to the prescribing doctors. And again, I'm gonna put that in the show notes, you know, so you guys can have that resource. And, um, you, you know, you can get your card ahead of time. So when 2020 rolls around or you know, spring or even summer rolls around and the dispensaries are up and running, you'll have access. So I'm going to put that in the show notes. And um, let's look one more time at like where the dispensaries are going to be and, you know, the distribution of the companies, of the vertically integrated companies. Like, like I was saying, like Dr. Mike was saying, you can get with vertical integration because all these, because the, let's say these five companies are going to, they're going to have their own product lines. They're going to have their own different ratios of, of cannabinoids. And, um, depending on what illness you have, um, 
you know, you might need a very specific ratio. Someone might just need the 5 or 10% THC concentration and just the THC. Another person might need 5 to 1. They might need 5, five CBD to 1 THC to, or something like that. Or they might need 20, 20, 20 to 1, which is um, 20 THC to one part um, CBD. You know, I know, like, that's, that's, that's closer to my ideal ratio for my insomnia. Like, I would need, like, like, I noticed, like, THC usually gets the job done for me, and that's, that's, that's what I tend to rely on more. Just CBD by itself isn't, doesn't really do much to get me asleep, but it is useful for me to use during the day. You know, to sort of concentrate, to calm my nerves and to, you know, treat my, um, ADD and whatnot. I, I find CBD and CBD tinctures and vaping CBD really works wonders for that more than Adderall I've taken in the past. But for my sleep, I do need a little bit of CBD. And I notice like when I mix, when I have like one hit of like a CBD vape cart and then I do my usual ritual of, of, THC, smoking or vaping THC, I notice that my sleep is deeper when I do that. I sleep deeper and, you know, I have dreams when I sleep and my sleep is just a little bit better when I can have a, a, like a roughly 20 to 1 ratio. Like I just take one puff of, of CBD or two puffs and then, you know, I just smoke the entire bowl of flour and I, I notice my sleep is just deeper I stay asleep longer I dream the sleep is it's like it's it's like how I used to sleep as a kid you know what I mean I, I notice when I have just a little bit of CBD and um, so so that's an example of why vertical integration can be good because like if all these companies are gonna have standard product lines and they're gonna have those product lines across various parts of the state. So you're always going to get a specific product or a specific ratio that's always going to be there no, no matter what part of the state you happen to be in. So it's it's worth noting, in my opinion, that it's not all bad, but it can't be the only thing. I do think that Virginia should loosen up the laws and allow caregivers to compete in the market too and also allow, um, you know, home grow, allow... Um, small farmers, small cannabis outfits to exist too. Um, so people can, can get the best prices because vertical integration, it being such an involved and expensive process, makes it so only these millionaire companies could even get a foothold. And they pass that price uh, on to us, unfortunately. But again, it's not all bad if you have a very specific illness that needs very specific ratios. So um I'm going to I'm going to include the doctors in the in the show notes the the doctors you can check out to to get this process up and running um and then I'm also going to try to um so yeah I'll include doctors in the show notes and um um I I hope you guys get a lot out of this and um as always I can be found on these following platforms and um yeah, so hope you guys got a lot out of this, and peace out. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support and expand our humble little project, there are a few ways you can support us. We plan on doing 
big and humble little things with our projects, such as getting to trade shows, visiting other MMJ and recreational states, and doing on-field work. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting and equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash Podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have $5 and $10 tiers if you're feeling extra generous. And those come with their own benefits too. And um, if you subscribe to the the 10 and above tier, you you get some personal time if you're over 21 with Mr. Sativa. So, you know, you can chat with me on Discord. You know, we can have 15-minute one-on-one time. So you get you get exclusive episodes. You get early releases when you join these tiers. And you can also subscribe and find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Follow us on socials at um on, on Twitter, for example, at IC Sativa Podcast and on Instagram at I am Cannabis Sativa. And as always, stay medicated, my friends. Peace.